Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm doing pretty good, mainly because I, too, come from a world of many pants. So I feel like I got it made. Yeah, um... I uh, lost a job at the Gap today, and I'm really offended because oh, I'm Gap. No. I'm all Gap, even in the shower. Yeah, yeah, Gap, Gap, <laughs> Gap here, Gap there, Gap Lots everywhere. Gap. How did you not get that job, Jess? I know. Honestly, even a I don't. You could do it. I don't know that I do dress like enough for the Gap. You're not. You aren't Gap. I'm not. I'm not very preppy. You lied. You said that you were Gap, but I you're did not lie. Gap. Here we are. We're covering two episodes today and honestly, two pretty big episodes in Boy Meets World. Um, Serious episodes. Yeah, very serious episodes. Season four, episodes three and four. Um, Yeah, we're going to start off with Ain't Gonna Spray Lettuce No More. Quite a long name or title. Yeah, that's like not going to look so good on a graphic. I'll tell you that much. I'm not a fan when they do these long names, especially when we have two episodes to cover. It just it it grinds my gears, Sarah, as I know it does yours, because you're doing the graphics. I'm doing the the editing of the podcast and I have to do this stuff on the website. And it's just like, you know what? This isn't going to look good. So Boy Meets World, can we just go back in time and fix this up a little bit? Thank you. Yeah. It um, just change it to lettuce. Like the episode could just be called lettuce. It really it doesn't even like it doesn't even need to be this name. Like it doesn't. No. Ugh, it's fine. Whatever. I have a, a knock knock joke from my days at Stop and Shop. About, oh, great. Um, you want to hear it? I do. Knock knock. Who's there? Lettuce. Lettuce who? Lettuce in to eat salad. Wow. 
Yeah. Isn't it so funny? So funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you yeah. laughed at that joke out loud when you heard it, please tweet at us and let us know. I laughed okay. back in the day. I'm sure you it did. It was so funny. It today. killed, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get into this episode because we have two episodes to cover today. Yeah. Um, so ain't gonna spray let us know more. We start off with Eric uh, coming downstairs and he says, hold me, mommy. And he hugs Amy. Uh, he didn't get the job at the Gap. And even though he is all Gap, he's all Gap. Um, yeah, he wasn't qualified enough. Yeah. And he apparently said that a monkey could do the job. And then Corey comes downstairs and jokingly says that he saw a monkey working at the Gap selling jeans. I gave him that idea. <laughs> yes. Eric. And then. Alan comes downstairs looking particularly miserable, and then he just gets like robbed blind by his children. <laughs> yeah, Morgan I mean, needs twenty five dollars. The thing with kids, they ask I, they for money all the time. Take and take and take. Uh, Morgan needs twenty five dollars for a class picture. If she doesn't get the money, they'll airbrush her out. That is fucking Threats. harsh. Threats. Harsh. Harsh. It's not, harsh. It's not right. It's not Edit right. Me out. See if I care. I don't want to exactly. be in a class picture with um, all those I, other goobers. I loved Alan's argument, and I feel like my parents had a similar argument for Corey of like, he needs money for a class picture, and he's in 11th grade, and he says, we've got enough of you. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly something my parents would have yeah. said. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was funny. Um, and he's like, you know what? Like, I need more money, and like, I'm not happy with my job, and I have to do something about it. And Eric right away panics that he's going to quit. And Alan's like, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to ask for a raise and I'm not going to come inside until I get it. Um, so, and Amy's already kind of worried about this whole situation because she knows she could tell that he's just not happy. Yeah. I mean, this has been a previous storyline. Like this is the stuff that I really like about what they're doing with Boy Meets World season four is they're bringing in a lot of these ties from the earlier seasons. And we've already known like we've been made aware that Alan is unhappy at his job. He kind of fell into it. He kind of, he talks about it like he he became a bus or not a bus boy, a bag boy. And then he kind of just worked his way up and he had a family to provide for. And that was it. He didn't really think too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um. And he says, like, you know what? Uh, and Amy says, like, will that make you happy? Will a raise make you happy? And he says, happier than I am now. Like, I already don't like my job. I might as well get paid more for it. Um, yeah. And he's not coming back in this house until he gets a raise. Um, and we do see him, like, standing outside of yeah. the, the door. And so we are to assume he didn't get the raise. No, um, but, I mean... He says that he was offered a $5,000 raise without even having to, like, put in an argument. The boss was already like, yeah, you get it. And um, but he's like, but I could have gotten more. And she says, like, well, then, like, renegotiate, like, call Pete, your boss. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, calling Pete wouldn't make sense because I actually quit. And. The entire family is so upset and bothered. Like, Corey's spiraling. Eric is panicking. Amy is pissed. I mean, I don't know where Morgan yeah. is, but... No, I think, yeah. And and to, to give you some today's numbers, $5,000 in today's money is about 8500 So that's like a pretty good that's raise a, without even trying for it, right? Raise. That's a um, good raise. And yeah, and here's the thing. If I'm Amy, I'm pissed... Too. This is yeah. a 
this is a decision that affects the entire family. And I really love her line of saying, our relationship is an equal partnership, isn't it? Like, we should have had this discussion. And and Alan, like, I don't, he handles this really poorly, in my opinion. He says, like, oh, a decision was made. And then, like, now we're having a conversation about it instead of the other way around. I would be pissed if I was Amy, too, because... Like that's half of your like half or more. I don't know who makes more money in their uh, relationship, but like that's a lot of money towards the household that you're relying on. And mm-hmm. so for him to just up and quit like that without even having without a conversation about it, it. Yeah, it's very it's not it's, right. It's very frustrating. And I think that in a modern relationship, this totally wouldn't work out. I don't know. Like, obviously, this is in the 50s, but in the 90s, it's not like. I mean, there was like a lot of like stay at home moms in the 90s. I remember a lot of my friends had stay at home moms. My mom was a working mom, but like it was very common still in the 90s. In today's lens, um, the decisions are um, and the couples are more equal. So in in today, this would be like a huge deal. And um, I mean, I've kind of been, I've experienced uh, a sliver of this before, and it's like very panic. You feel very panicked because you're like, well, what now? Like without yeah, something else lined up. Yeah, because the bills don't stop. What, yeah, the yeah, bills don't now? stop coming when just because you quit your job. Yeah. And I think it's awkward because they're also having this conversation like in front of the kids in front too, of the kids, which, which is kind great. of like, yeah, you don't want to argue in front of them. So there's not like a ton you can do. Um, but yeah, so then there's like, they're kind of left at this, you know, indecision. They like, Alan doesn't really know what he's going to do with his life from here. Um, and the next day at school, uh, Sean says that, oh man, Corey, you were my only rich friend. And Corey says, comfortable. And this is just as indoor plumbing is rich. <laughs> he calls I, them, he calls them eaters. Which <laughs> you're an eater. You're eaters. Um, I, I really liked this B plot of Sean teaching Corey how to be poor. It was um, fun. It was fun. Um, so, yeah, Corey needs his help. And he's like, well, when was the last time you slept inside? And Corey is like, last night. And he's like, I can't work with you. Just yeah. He's like, off. what am I supposed to do with this? Like this, you're too, you're too used to the good life. Yeah. Um, you come from a world of many pants. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, so then we see Eric coming back into school, which is kind of strange. Like he's graduated, but OK, he's there um, and he sees Feeney uh, and he's how's it going by and by fine by and by. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he's trying to be like, hey, guys, like I'm like was a senior last year. I graduated. I'm like the cool, cool. college kid now. Like this yeah. is my school. I ran it. Um, I like. I, I don't know. Did you ever go back to your high school freshman year of college? I didn't. So like, I no. The only time I went back to my school was when I was I had to do um like a uh I'm trying to think. It was like a shadowing of a teacher for like my education minor and I mm-hmm. went back to my own high school oh. to do it. And that was the only time I had really Were there gone back. um still teachers that you knew there? Oh, yeah. The teachers don't have a high turnover rate at mm. the school I went to, at least nice. not to my memory. Yeah. Um, so that, well, I knew a lot of the teachers. Yeah, I there, definitely yeah. remember it was like a thing um, in our school to go freshman year of college and like kind of do what Eric's doing. You just stroll around and you're like, That's oh, so remember, remember when we were the, like kids like remember this? Remember when? Yeah, just last year. <laughs> And, like, you would see your teachers, and then you'd be like, guess who? 
And then they're like, oh, no, you're back. It was like that sort of a bit. <laughs> it's like definitely yeah. like something that like and then you do it. like You never do it again. Like it's only freshman year of college. But mm-hmm. um, Eric is there because um, they were talking about tutoring. Like he's yeah, going Feeney to get wants him to be tutored, tutored. so that because he could raise the chances of getting into college. Right. And I don't understand exactly what he's getting tutored in. Like, is there any test he can take or something that will, like, increase his chances? I don't know. Um, But then basically Eric is like, oh, well, Feeney, I don't need this because my dad quit his job. He's going to start a family business and I'm going to work for him. And Feeney's like, well, what are they? What are you guys doing? And he's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. out the family business. Yeah. And he's like, they, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to a business convention that weekend. Be your own boss franchise exposition opportunity extravaganza at the airport 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 comfort inn where dreams are born. Yeah. Um, um this was like a sad state of affairs. So <laughs> like this convention is very depressing. Also, can I just say this man with his uh 75 million Americans have dogs, dogs to leave mm-hmm. behind poop. Here's the thing. Poopery exists now. I Not know. only does it exist, but it's like very popular. We yes. have it. Like people have this Boy Meets World did it first, except they were like, oh, it's for dogs. It's for no, dogs. no, no. We make yeah. it for humans. Sells like hotcakes. Yeah. Poopery was founded in 2007. So this could be like a direct <gasps> like rip. Someone watched this episode of Boy Meets World and was like, let's make that but for humans and they'll eat it up. And that's true. We do. We love poopery. Poopery is wonderful, especially if you have guests and they're like feeling self-conscious. You do a little squish, squish, squish. Oh, no, that's not like. That's more like it. Yeah. Of the poopery smell and it's like hides that stink. Then you're that. fine. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I thought that was like so crazy too because I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like somebody definitely watched this episode and like stole the they name. Did. Like, why didn't Boy Meets World copyright this name? It's genius. It is. Uh, yeah. So they're looking around and there's like a lot of like food related stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. like spaghetti in a bag, Das Falafel Sergeant. Um, but like Alan kind of wants to stay away from food. Um, and he kind of also wants to find like the perfect match for them. So ultimately they come home and like Eric has his choice and Alan has his own choice. Yeah. Ogner's um, house of strudel is yes. one option, which I do. I do love a good strudel. 149 um, var- varieties, varieties, um, variety, varieties. <laughs> I can never say that word. I don't know why. Um, and yeah. a new flavor every month. Yeah, and meanwhile, Alan wants to do a convenience store because he already knows how to do it. But Amy, and I don't know if Amy's approach is the best way of saying this, but she's just like, but you already know that and you hate it. You're tired of lettuce. And Alan thinks that the only issue with, like, his current job is that he's not his own boss. And so being his own boss would make him happy. Um, He says this makes the most sense. Um, And uh, Amy disagrees. She said, like, you should spend the rest of your life doing what you want to do. And she when he asks if she's behind him in this, she says, no, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not. And I think like I love that it doesn't last very long that like this disagreement is resolved in like literally the next scene, because I think that like Amy's approach here, I feel like I would have handled it a little bit more delicately than she did. I don't know. I feel like saying you don't support someone is kind of a strong thing to say. 
she says, I can't support you. It's a little different. So it, it's kind of like she knows it's just going to make him miserable. So he's going to jump into another business that he's not going to be happy with versus like taking your time. Like the logical side of it is, yes, get into what you know. But it doesn't make him happy. So then in five years, he's still going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. So and like he could have taken this opportunity now to go into a different field, which is what he ultimately does. Kind of still retail, but still yeah, a different type of store. So, um, yeah, Alan decides that what he needs is to go camping to get some fresh air. And um, he decides to bring Eric along with him because that's like in the mountains is where he does his best thinking. Mm hmm. Um, and this is when they have like a nice sit down chat. And I really like this. Like, I, I think that we get some good Amy content here. Again, another Alan focused episode. Um, I won't stop complaining until we get justice for Amy. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, it's so annoying. That being said, I do think that within this Alan based episode, we get some really great moments with Amy. Um, and so they kind of sit down and they have a chat about this. And she said, I wouldn't be standing in your way if I thought it was something you actually wanted to do. Um, and he says it's about my responsibility to this family. And Amy is the one really pushing him because here's the thing. He already took the risk. He already quit his job. Why are you going to take that risk and not take another? She says, we support you. We as your family say are saying, take a risk. Do what you want to do. I can only support your happiness. So I like that it was their kind of disagreement was resolved very quickly because I feel mm-hmm. like if it had been prolonged, it probably wouldn't have been like as fun to watch. Yeah. Nobody um, wants to see your parents fight. Exactly. Um, and I like this moment from Amy. Like, I think this is a really I think her I think this is like a really real life view of what this would be like. Right. Like. Uh, husband quits his job without you know having a conversation with his partner and she's upset about it and then she kind of resolves things and says like I have your back like do what you really want to do like she doesn't want him to be unhappy yeah um yeah so like it's kind of like he's looking to get into another job but what he really should be doing is looking into like a lifelong satisfying career exactly so um I that's that's what the goal is and hopefully like the mountains will help him clear his mind but mm-hmm. um what we have is Sean and Corey are trying to make a hundred dollars so they're at this science research center to try to test shampoo and Topanga's there and she's like please don't do this please please this is a bad idea you don't if you need the money I can lend you the money like please don't do this yeah this is absolutely ridiculous. So they're sitting here um, and uh, and basically Topanga calls them lunatics for doing this. They're apparently testing a new shampoo for $100. Now, by my calculations, what is $100? $100 is $170. That's actually a pretty good deal. That's However, a good chunk of money. It is a good chunk of money until you see the guy walking in in like a full on like um, hazmat suit. Yeah, hazmat suit. With a beaker. And he's holding it on tongs like 10 feet or like, you know, a few feet away from his body. It drops and breaks and then starts bubbling on the ground. Like alarms start going off. Everybody's running. Yeah. Like, come on. This is a horrible idea. Who is this? Why do all the Matthews boys keep signing up for science experiments? What is this? I don't know. I. I guess like Philadelphia really has a lot of these opportunities. Um, I guess there's a lot of scientists in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they just are trying to 
get what they can get. Um, the boys are back from their camping trip and they had a great time. And like Eric is like, I wish we could just stay out there and become mountain men. Obviously, mountain men make no money. Um, they like, I don't know, barter like mm. five acorns for acorns. More, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'll treat you an acorn for my like, pr- pretty rock. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. Um, Feeny is back in his gardening smock. Can you believe it? I love it. It's I been love a while Feeny. since we've yes. seen the gardening smock. I was very happy to see it. Yeah, and so we wants, get to see Eric's yeah. fish. <laughs> Yeah, he like caught a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, Amy comes outside. She says he seems very refreshed. Um, and Alan says nothing can give him the satisfaction like waking up next to the creek. And the only thing wrong was that Amy wasn't there with him. So he wants to go up like next week and the whole family. Um, and Feeney, Feeney being the saucy minx he is, says mm-hmm. you should go out and get yourselves a two person sleeping bag. Um, at Ken or sorry, Kimball's, and yeah. uh, he says they're on sale. Uh, Phoenix says he goes camping and he doesn't fish, so you do the math. Okay, wink, wink, okay. Nudge, nudge. Love it, love it, love a Phoenix spicy moment. However, yes. we know that he fishes because there's a whole episode about him fishing. I know. I so, know. the show doesn't like to follow continuity at all always no but i do love the idea of a sexy feeny with like his dentist like doing his thing camping yeah yeah camping the dentist he brings the dentist camping if the tent is rocking don't come knocking (laughs) uh so yeah so he tells them to go to um go to kimball's because kimball's is having a sale and tell him i sent you this reeks of Feeny interference. Feeny yeah, this uh, is meddling. A Feeny long con. It's been a while. It, it has been a while. And yet here we are again with the Feeny long con. Honestly, I wish we had started keeping a tally of how many cons Feeny pulls because it is so many in this show. That, that um, would have been This a is a good idea. con, though. This is for this the is, good. This is a... This is for the greater good. Exactly. Um, Alan loves Kimball's. It's one of his favorite stores. And Corey is still spiraling about (laughs) being poor. Um, Yeah. So then Corey's at Chubby's and he's like sneaking food. Apparently, like he doesn't want Sean to catch him, but Sean catches him eating. And Sean's very disappointed because I don't know. I guess he's supposed to go meet like. Like, I think he's supposed to go food. meatless because meatless. meat is it's very expensive. Ex- yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to cut uh, your costs when you're cooking, meat is definitely one of those expensive things that you can cut. Yeah. And I just love the way that Corey's like, I'm eating meat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure when uh, Sean was staying with Turner, he was able to get three meals a day with some meat. I know, but now he's super judgy about Corey eating. And he says, it's my parents' fault. They raised me and they gave me an allowance. Um, And I just love Sean being like, there's people like me and there's people uh, who get by and there's people like you. Or or, wait, no, sorry. There's people like you who get by and people like me who get lucky to be friends with people like you. And then they share a burger. It's very cute. The the food sharing was very nice. I liked that. I, I think that's why I like this episode because they have like the nice serious moments and it really is counterbalanced really nicely with the Corey and Sean moments, I thought. Yeah. Um, so now we see the Matthews at Kimball's and they're having like a great time. Like this is like, they're having as good of a time as like a different family would going to Disney world. 
They're like, this yeah. is so much fun. <laughs> it's honestly a little bit ridiculous, and I like camping. I like camping, and I found this to be a bit OTT. Like, we have, um, uh, yeah, so Alan tells uh, Kimball, Ed Kimball, that he's friends with George, and Amy thanks him for indulging, like, their entire family. We see Eric climbing a rock wall. Um, and Amy, Amy is getting the skinny on this place. She's mm-hmm. like, how long have you owned it? Oh, 47 years? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I had a daughter. She was going to take it over. But then she married some guy and she moved away. And so he now has it up for sale. And, of course, he just mentioned this to Feeney. Yeah. So Amy knows. Amy's wheels oh, yeah. up in her head are turning. She knows what's she up. She can sniff out a long con by Feeney Miles mm-hmm. miles away. She knows. Yeah. Um, so she asks him if he's like made a good living from the place. And obviously with retail, it's always like this. Some years are better than others. But And he's very honest about that, which yeah. I really like. Yeah, and but he says, you know, I but it's like kind of priceless to go to work every day and be happy and like enjoy what you do. Um mm-hmm. and because of that he feels like he's done really well for himself. Yeah, and he says that, like, she asks if he's had any offers, and he said, yeah, he has, but he really wants it to be a family business. Like, even if it's not my family, I want it to be family-owned. And then we get... (laughs) We flash over to the kids and they're just looking at these lanterns forever and they're like yeah. trying to decide which one to get. And then they come over to actually buy the lantern and it turns out Amy bought the store and he's and I love Alan being like, you can't do that. And he's like, she just did. And this is when Amy turns it around on Alan and says, you owe me a big decision, one that mm-hmm. affects the entire family. Um, and of course, uh, Eric is like, oh, great, dad, this is great. Now I get to work with you. And it turns out that they're going to have to spend Eric's college tuition <laughs> to buy the Kind of sucks. But yeah. if, you know, Eric doesn't have any college prospects, I guess it's OK. But yeah. we know that Eric eventually goes to college. So what poor little Eric has to take out a bunch of student loans? Probably. I mean, yeah. or Corey. I don't know, because they have like kind of back-to-back situations like Corey's yeah, going I to college Corey, very soon too. I know Corey's definitely not getting a scholarship I don't know no Topanga would get him he wouldn't I think Topanga got a full ride at yeah Pembroke or whatever it's called yeah so um so basically uh he's like uh yeah so Amy says to him like what you're afraid you're gonna be happy we give you permission go take a risk and Alan thanks her and they kind of agree to to buy the place. So that was really exciting. Yeah. A great moment for the show. A really a turning point. We get to see yep. this store from now on, which is really great. Um, yeah. Alan will no longer be happy at his job. I'm sure there's going to be some bumps in the road with, you know, starting a new career and taking over a business is a huge deal. Um, oh, yeah. But but yeah, I, really uh, the kids were like lined up like the Sound of Music kids watching really their parents this, have this conversation. And Corey just ca- cared about the beef jerky. This um, gave me like big time, like full house vibes. This yeah, moment, like it was a right? little cheesy, right? It was a yeah. little, it was, it was like, I'll allow it because they don't have these moments all the time, but it was yeah. a little much. A little cheesy. A little bit too much frosting on that cupcake. <laughs> yeah. So um, the end scene is Kimball is trying to teach them about the books, and like Eric has no clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Feeney comes in. And he's like browsing and like we hear Kimball like mutter like you never buy anything, especially not $18 socks, even though that they're like thermal. I mean, they're, that's a lot of money for socks. They better be damn good socks. Well, that's all I got to say. 
double layered, fully mo- moisture proof, and thermal. So, How are they moisture proof? How do you moisture proof socks? Um, I'm sure there's a way. I'm just. Saying. I'm sure the fibers are synthetic. They are not like cotton, so they okay. don't absorb. Um, they don't absorb water. They reflect water. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, I love, I love Feeney being like, come on, man, I'm a teacher, not a heart surgeon. Yeah. And Eric goes over to Feeney in like a panic saying he's going to bring down the whole store. He really does need tutoring. And uh, Feeney says, Eric, you need a complete education. Um, but he does agree to meet with, um, Eric at the school and work out a schedule and he ends up buying the socks, which I love Kim, um, Ed Kimball's response to it. He's like, now, now you're going to buy the socks after I, <laughs> I saw know. the store. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, and they tape like the money to the register and it's really cute. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great episode. I love, I, I just like, I think it's like a bit, here's the thing. In real life, do things like this resolve so quickly? Probably not. Like, you're probably out of work for a little bit before you even figure out what you want to do. Um, it's, we don't have we time don't for all, that. No, we don't all have a, a George Feeney in our lives who can long con us into getting a, a store. Um, but I, I love this episode. It's a great turning point. It's a great serious episode. And it's a great moment. It's a great, like, family episode. Because we're, mm-hmm. we're moving past the point of having these, like, heavy family episodes. A lot of it is more of, like, relationship stuff because the kids are getting older. And so this is, like, a really great, like, feels like season one vibes, but more serious in a good way. Yeah, like a, a matured re- version exactly. of season one. Yeah. And I really love this episode, um, and I'm, I'm really excited to get into the next episode. But before we do, let's take a quick break for our ads. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And we're back. Let's talk through Fishing for Verna, episode four mm. of season four. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting yeah. for this. It's a I've been, one. I've been waiting. I have shit to say. Oh. Uh, we've been tracking the Verna storyline for an entire, like, season and, and a quarter now. Yeah. 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 Yep. And um, we finally get to meet her. Um, we haven't met her before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. It's an interesting episode. And um, I don't know. So we'll we'll get into it. Um, we kind of have an Amy storyline. It's still revolving her family. But um, at least it's a little focused on her. So Amy is making breakfast and she's made, she made like a gorgeous spread and Eric camp came down, but he has to like run out because he's opening the store and then Morgan comes in, but like Tina, her friend's mom beeps and apparently she has candy for breakfast. Um, Alan realizes that Eric forgot his key, so he has to run for the store. And then of course, Corey comes down and he's just like, has his head wrapped around like Topanga and Sean and all this stuff so he's out the door too so poor yep. Amy is left all alone no one's eating breakfast with her sad 
I gotta say these this is these breakfasts are. I mean, we'll get to it. There's a lot of breakfasts that happen that nobody eats, and that's a big waste of food. Poor Amy. Some of it's early. Just how early is she getting up to like make? This fantastic breakfast for everybody every morning. I mean, school is early. Like, this bitch is waking up at, like, 5 a.m. to make a freaking breakfast. Yeah, nobody's going to eat. Just, like, put the fruit and cereal out. Like, you don't have to do the pancakes. Pancakes are for Saturday mornings. I agree with this. Yes. That's madness. So, um, we meet Brenda, the lunch lady, who Corey loves. um, And she loves him. She um, calls him... His her little tiger and he likes his gravy a certain way because he she she has a potato mountain and puts like the volcano of doom gravy on top of it. And it's like their little bit. And um, even like she's like really kind to Topanga because Topanga wants cherry pie and she was like, I'm all out, but I have a piece for you. Yeah, this was so sweet. I love yeah. this. I mean, love obviously, Brenda. they're just trying to get us to love Brenda to kill her in three seconds, but which we did. I just I love Corey's reaction to her. I love him talking like him talking, like narrating her putting <laughs> yes. gravy on his mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and then we get this moment. So it quickly changes with Sean running in and he's like how long has it been since I've seen my mother he's like I don't know like a year and he's like no it's been a minute I just saw my mom she was at a motel across the highway looking at us which like damn Sean you got some good eyes um (laughs) yeah he is uh, he has good peepers I don't know binoculars maybe I mean do we even want to know I don't want to know what the hunters are up to definitely don't want to know no uh yes um (laughs) And he, yeah, Verna is back. His mom is back. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So um, then we're at Sean's house, and Chet can't believe it. Um, Sean says, no, it's definitely, and we haven't seen Chet in a minute either. Um, And he says, no, it's definitely her. She's been watching us. Um, But neither one of them have gone over there. Sean is afraid. He's afraid he's going to chase her away again. And I I do like, it's really sad. And here's the thing, like, there's a lot of moments where I'm like, the poor trauma and, like, therapy sean would need um after all of this is like so much i know i know it's so it's really really it's sad really you're he, like fucking your kid up hardcore he's really blaming himself like he doesn't even put his yeah. dad into consideration as to why his mom left he no. really thinks it's him yeah and um and chet at least takes a second and says no you're the only reason that she stayed as long as she did um he says she's probably after his secret plans <laughs> Quote unquote secret More plans. More on that later. What's um, the secret plans? Nice try, Quirky. Yeah, I love him calling Corey Quirky. That's a great <laughs> running gag as well. Yeah. Um, but Chet is too afraid to go over there because he's afraid of scaring her away. And they need a delicate situation. They need someone who isn't a threat. And then we see Corey holding a fucking butterfly. The butterfly. How the fuck did that butterfly get in there? I, I mean, I don't know, but he's the butterfly whisperer. Um, so. have you ever had, went to like a butterfly, a butterfly place, like a butterfly, Oh, like an H, butterfly, archuary, yeah. ar- something chewary. Yeah. Sanctuary, so like they give you, they give you like the little sugar sticks and then you I go ha- in and like the butterflies like fly on your stick and you're like, hi, little butterfly. Uh, it's so pleasant. 
I mean, it sounds pleasant. I don't think I'm, if I've done it, I was a kid when I did it. I also have done it with budgies. There used to be this um, little zoo by me and it had budgies. What's a budgie? It's a bird. So then like, oh. so then you had your little stick, another stick with this time with bird seed and the budgies flew on you. Mm, I love budgies. Budgies sound adorable. They're so cute. But then that exhibit closed up after like years and years and years. And it's like, where did the budgies go? Oh, do you think they, well, maybe they transferred them to like a different zoo. I hope so. I mean, they didn't kill them. That would be not great. I mean, don't, I don't think they killed the budgies. Um, yeah. So they decide they're going to send Corey over. So he heads on over to Verna's and she like is expecting him. Um, she says, oh, you're grown up real handsome. And she has like a Southern accent too. It's like, where the fuck are these? people from who knows who knows where they're from yeah. but like sean does not have this accent um yeah um so he says that like you know i'm here with a message because like the chickens didn't want to say hi but they miss you um and like they have this conversation and basically she just is saying, like, well, like, what's the point? Like, we'll be reunited and we'll have, like, a happy five minutes and then things are just going to go back to they used to be. And then, like, what then? And he's she and Corey's like, but you're a family. Like, you should be together. And she's like, we I left because we were three unhappy people living under the same tin roof. It's like, why are you putting your son in this equation? That's, that is exactly how I felt. I was really frustrated that, like, She's like, well, you know, I'm just going to stand over here and keep watching them and see if anything changes. I need to know that Chet is ready to be a good father and a good husband. Having a boy does a little boy doesn't make you a good parent. All I want is to be a good wife and a good mother. And she says she needs to see it happen at its own time. Okay, it's so. um, You go. No, I'm just going to say like. If you want it to be there's a to me, there's a difference. If you leave Chet fine right it's not working out probably not the best way to handle things but like you know if if you're in a toxic relationship or something and you feel that you need to flee fine you need to flee totally the thing that sucks is that if you think that chet is not a good father why the fuck did you leave your son with him like that is no fucking sense there's no logical explanation for this and And we should preface by saying we're not parents so we don't really know but at the same time we're watching the show we're judging verna sucks well, she's like, I want to be a good mother, but I need to see that he's a good father. But that's like, that does not, one plus one does not equal two here. Like, you yeah. are a shitty mother. Like, I mean, I guess you're sending letters, but like, but that that's not the mean, same as being there. That is, you're not parenting. You're and parenting has, from Chet a distance. being a sucky father has nothing to do with you being a good mother. No, it makes you no can, sense. No, if you're that, if you're that, if you're that unhappy with Chet and how things are going, Bring Sean with you, like, or kick Chet out. Like, find yeah. a way to make it work. Like, don't yeah. just abandon your son as well as your husband and say, I need to know that things are going to be different and they're not going to take advantage of me and they're not going to take me for granted anymore. The fuck are you talking about? Like, I understand that that is something that definitely happens in a lot of families where a parent is taken advantage of because both their children and or their partner don't appreciate them and just don't recognize all that they do for them. Like, I understand that. I don't think the right solution is fleeing. Like, that just doesn't seem, especially when you have a kid involved. And that kid is going to be seriously mentally fucked up from what you did. And your kid thinks that it was his fault that you left. Mm -hmm. 
Like, that's yeah. not okay. Yeah. It, it's like, and like, everyone's so screwed up to put, like, little quirky in the middle of this, of, like, trying to, like, piece together a family. It's like, yeah, I, I don't like it's the ridiculous. way they use Corey either. Like, I think it's cute at first, and then it becomes like, yeah. okay, he's not a fucking therapist, people. No, no. So he, they, so he basically is like, so if you need to watch it happen on its own timeline, like, what, how long are you going to wait? And she, she can't answer that. And he's, yeah. she's like, Give like Sean a kiss for me and yeah, say that I love lips. him. Yeah, and Corey's like, I'll do some version of that. Yeah. So he uh, heads eight lanes across the highway. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And he says she's going to be watching you. And I had the same feeling as Chet when he's like, well, that's creepy. But then he says <laughs> it's somewhat exciting. Um, and so then they go and stand by the window and try to look appealing, which is very funny. I like the like, oh, we got to stand by the window and look appealing. And then I like just, that that's like, their solution. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're back in the cafeteria and Corey and Topanga notice that Brenda isn't there. And they're like, why would she play hooky? Like, where is she? And then we find out from Feeney that Brenda died. Um, and he asks for a moment of silence and her remembrance. And everyone, like, goes back to eating very quickly except for Corey yeah. and Topanga. Like, they're the only ones who seem to care. I know. It's so jarring for, like, Corey that, like, mm-hmm. nobody else is, like, cares. Like, you know, yeah. she was just here the day before. And he asks Feeney, is like, is there a ceremony or an assembly? Like, are we going to do anything? And, like, nothing is planned at the moment. Yes. Um, and this leaves Corey very sad. Like, this is his first experience with losing somebody. Um, his first experience with grief. So it's like, you know, he's probably never known somebody to die before. Yeah. And how do we feel about this being the B storyline in an already kind of heavy A storyline. I don't know if it makes a ton of sense. Like, I don't know. I think know. it's a bit too much. Because I yeah. think that, like, I think Corey's dealing with grief and death for the first time should be an A storyline in its own episode. Right. That makes sense. Rather than sense. a second thought in this episode. Yeah, that makes sense. And, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, how, what's the connector between these two stories? And you know that they don't do that very well. And like, ultimately, it's like you have to appreciate people while they're still there. And sometimes you lo- don't realize how much you love somebody or appreciate somebody until they're gone. I like, guess that's but, what they're saying. But I guess but like it doesn't apply to Verna, in my opinion, like she left of her own volition. And now it's 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 Sean and Chet's fault that she left. I mean, yes, it could be Chet's fault. That she felt unwanted. Well, yeah, there. It it's like the show be. is saying, like, yes, it was actually their fault. Yes, and uh, it's that's insane. That's, yeah, that's absolutely insane one. to take Verna's side here. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's not great, and I, I just don't like that this is the B storyline in what is already a very heavy topic. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just feel like there wasn't enough time spent on it to really feel like. Uh, we learned a lot about how Corey deals with grief. I just, I don't yeah. know. I just didn't feel like completed. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's honestly interesting. So, yeah. um, Chet and Sean are still trying to look appealing, but, <laughs> uh, Chet's getting impatient. He's like, you know what? Like, I've been chasing after her. Like, at what point, like, uh, like how much more can I do this? Like, mm-hmm. um, and, Oh, he wants to chase after her, but Sean stops her because, sorry, um, because he's like, you chased her for a year and that was no good for any of us. It was bad enough losing my mom, but I figured at least during that time you and I could have gone to know each other. Yeah. And, and I, like 
Chet's being very dismissive of this notion. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I called every few weeks, every 23 days, like clockwork. We know each other really well anyway. Like, what do you mean? He didn't. He's like, oh, I didn't. They were long distance phone calls. He's like, I'm here. I'm better than a postcard. Um, And apparently this is when we find out that Verna sent uh, Sean letters every single day um, since she's been gone, how she loves him, how she thinks about him every day, how sorry she is about leaving, how she hopes he will understand. And like the thing is, is I'm I'm really happy they actually are finally having this conversation on the show because I feel like we've talked about it. You know, Mm -hmm. we've talked about how much it sucked that Chet left and like there was unresolved feelings with Sean and kind of abandonment issues he's had as a result. And I feel like it was only a matter of time before this is bound to come up in a conversation between Chet and Sean. And I think it is a natural thing to come up in this instance when Verna's back. So I kind of like how they waited I, for this moment to do I it. I do too. I do too. Um, um, yeah. In regards to the letters, I wish that we got some sort of indication of these letters prior to yeah. this episode. It really um, felt like they were like, oh, by the way, he's been holding on to these this entire time. It's like, I mm. feel as though like he would have. We heard him a lot about like, wait like waiting for Chet or like missing Chet but like we never yeah. really heard him talk and about also, his mom how does Verna know that he's staying with the Matthews like how is he getting out with Turner how's he getting those letters like we have questions but obviously we're not supposed to look I that deep know. into it did we ever so at one point Chet did find Verna so maybe he told her but like I'm sure he's know. not like this is the address like exactly please. he probably doesn't like, even know the address like oh, yeah totally yeah so, yeah, it's but a, yeah, it's a, so, little, a little sus. Unless she kept sending it to the post box at the missing um, trailer. Yeah, maybe. It's like, let's hope it gets maybe, there. Maybe Sean kept going there to get them or something. Yeah, but, that's that I can see. Yeah. Um, but then we so, get the best cameo of the episode. We get oh Frankie. Gosh. Frankie's back. I was so happy to see Frankie back, especially yeah, with Frankie's, his brother Herman. Yeah, so this is our first time meeting Herman. but Very fun. Won't, won't be our last. Herman is like a miniature Frankie. They both speak in like poetry and I don't know. They're, they're very cute. Um, and he speaks so formally. Um, and Frankie wants them to babysit Herman because he has to go across and like run an errand. Um, and he's like, yeah, if I don't outrun the trucks, here's my watch It is slow. I hope that I am not. Yeah. Godspeed. Godspeed. I love Herman. Um, And this is so this is when then Chet starts reading the letters and he apologizes to Sean for leaving. Which is nice. Yeah, he does apologize. And Sean says, I lost my mom. I didn't think I deserved to lose my dad, too. Um, We could have learned more about each other. Why didn't you want that, dad? And it's like honestly heartbreaking. And this is one of the reasons why I think people think that Sean should have been like the main character on the show, because he gets these moments that like. I don't know. I feel like shows didn't explore a lot. Like this is a real conversation that could happen. And Mm -hmm. like I'm sure this is something that Sean has gone to bed thinking about night after night and has never like felt like he could say this to his dad. Like he's never felt like he I think he just felt like I'm so grateful he's back that I don't want to ruin it by feeling making him feel guilty and he'll leave again. I don't want to scare him away again. So I can't say these things. But Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's been thinking them like, why did you leave me, dad? Like mom left, but we could have been a family. The two of us could have been a family. We could have gotten to know each other. And it's really sad. It really is. Um, And I just think how well Ryder Strong as yes. a 16-year-old was able to handle this content um, and really execute it 
perfectly yeah. um, and believably. And I think I just like applaud him as uh, we've been saying since the beginning, we think that Sean is the best kid actor. Now I think that he's not a kid actor. I think he's yeah. probably the best actor on the show, aside from Feeney, who is a legend, like Bill yeah. Daniels is a legend. Yeah. But in terms of like who pulls the most weight on this show, it's it's Sean. It's writer strong. And it's like very interesting that the writers are like putting these like heavy subjects on him mm-hmm. and where he has to carry so much weight. Um, and he continues to do so throughout the series while Corey gets to like fuck around. Like, you know, what I mean, like Corey gets like the love story. Sean gets the love story, too. But it's like this is heavy, heavy, this is heavy, stuff. heavy family stuff that realistically has happened to people. And yeah. yeah, I think he handles it really well. Um, it's inv- it's very impressive. Like, yeah. Ryder Strong is a very talented actor. I wish he did more besides Cabin Fever in his adult life. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we're at the Matthews. We see another repeat of the morning routine. Everyone's running out the door. Amy offers everyone things to eat. Corey says food would hurt too much right now for Corey. Um, and he talks about Brenda and how... The kids never appreciated her. And then she died. Some life, huh? And I'm sure Amy's thinking like, yeah, hello. I yeah, just made like, all of you breakfast. You don't appreciate me. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and I like, you know, it doesn't dawn on Corey yet. Um, I know it takes him a bit, but it he gets there eventually. He gets there. He gets there. Um, uh, yeah, we're looking through old photos and laughing. And Corey comes in and is like, you guys have been at this all night. And like, they talk about how like, you know, they weren't the perfect family, but they did have good moments together. They did laugh together. They did mm-hmm. find their own way to like have fun, like in a yeah. hunter sort of a way. Like it's and very- they, these stories are great. Yeah, like yeah. they're they're so cute. Like I love the um I love the Sean on a bike at Toys R Us because the, he couldn't afford a bike, yep. but they brought him there to ride it. Like in this, obviously, my family was much different and not in any way like the hunters. But like we didn't have a ton of money either growing up and we made our own fun in other ways. Like we would like put on plays like we would do things that didn't require a lot of money. A lot of our vacations were spent camping. But like to me and I feel very similar to Deshaun here, like it doesn't matter. Like you don't notice you don't have a lot of money if you're having fun. And like that's what Sean remembers. He remembers those Kodak moments like that. Yeah, uh, that absolutely 100 percent um so (laughs) yeah so um they they had like a nice little moment there Um, and they stayed up all night looking at photos it makes me feel so happy that they're like finally getting to the point where they're like bonding more than just like living together yeah like i mean looking through photos being reminiscent is always like it's like a family activity it's like very yeah, I know. It, it's it's special, and you like look at this, and you're like, oh, remember this? Like, yeah, you know, it's it, it's a nice moment between the two of them. Um, Corey is at the funeral home, and Feeney's there, and he thinks that Feeney's the Undertaker. It's <laughs> really funny, but it's also like, of course, Feeney's there at the same time. Like, he probably did get a part time undertaking job just so that. <laughs> He could be there exactly when Corey's there. Yeah, he's like he like watched out his window as he saw Corey dressed up. And yeah, and he like he drove ran out he booked there. it in his in his sports car. We'd see how fast yeah. he drives. Yeah, he's like oh. so like it's kind of like endearing because Corey's nervous. Like he's never been in a funeral home before. Yeah. He's never experienced this. Like, what am I supposed to do? 
like what am I supposed to say like what am yeah. I supposed to think it's um you know it's being a funeral home is very overwhelming and especially yeah especially if you've never done anything like that before yeah. um and then Corey basically says you know what there's has there has to be more to her life than just serving food and Feeney says like actually like she loved her job like she loved the kids she loved what she did every day she always would say I have 900 kids she didn't have any kids of her own but she had you um, and she had a place where she knew she belonged. Um, and this is when Corey kind of realizes like, well, how, how do I avoid this situation? Like, how do I make her, how do I make people feel like they're actually wanted? Um, and, uh, and he says, tell them, or like, how do you make people feel that they should be together? Sorry. And he says, you have to tell them that's what friends are for. And then Feeney, like a creep is like, be careful crossing the highway or just stalking him at this point. How do you know? And how, how do you know? know that he's like talking about Sean and his mom? Like, do you think he has the Hunter Place bugged too? Uh, probably. We got to yeah. get it. He's all like, Corey hangs here too much. I need to bug him. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Corey goes back to Verna. And this time it wasn't a message from Sean and Chet. It's just like, you know, his, his message. And uh, he says that. Um, you know, basically, like, you need to go be with your family. Like, and she's afraid. She's afraid because she feels like she's done something awful. Which she, she has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She says she did the worst thing she could do, which is give, give up and leave. Um, and she asks for Corey's opinion, which is kind of strange considering it's a teenage boy. But yeah, like, don't ask Corey's opinion. What kind of opinion does he have? That's what I'm saying. Like, go see a therapist. Um, but... Uh, he says he thinks that you can make a home in someone's mashed potatoes uh, and you can make the gravy come down like lava. They won't appreciate it until the day it's not there. Uh, they have learned to appreciate it. You th- and then she asks, you think they want me back? And he says, you won't find out till you cross that highway and knock on that door. Um, maybe once you, uh, you're there, you'll be happy and want to stay. Um, here's the thing. I I just really hate the like, oh, well, they've learned to appreciate you, so you should give give them the gift of you back. No, you should grovel <laughs> for their forgiveness. Or at least Sean's I know. forgiveness. It's very backwards. It's like, I feel like she got yes. into the mentality that, like, they've been begging for her for, like, a year. And yeah. now she's like, well, now you have to prove to me that I'm I can come back. But at yeah. this rate, it's like, no, like, you fucked up, ma'am. And you should be the one that is groveling. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. No, I'm there with you. Um, It's, yeah, it's strange. Uh, and then she kind of compliments Corey and says, you know, Sean's got a good friend. And he says, he's got a good mom, too. Lucky guy. Well, we can beg to differ about that. Um, I just don't I just don't like how they how they handle this specifically. I think that like I think in a modern day, there'd be a lot of different decisions made on this story. Mm-hmm. I, I just really don't like the idea of like, oh, Verna was right for leaving and like she had every right to leave because she wasn't appreciated. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I think that like I just think it's like a really bad thing to put in your son's head. That yeah. like, oh, if you yeah. don't appreciate me, I'll up and leave. That's all it takes. Yeah. No, I, no, it's, no, no, no. No one wants yeah. to live like that, you know, in the constant <sighs> fear of their parents yeah. abandoning them, essentially. Exactly. And then they get like upset again because Chet called the motel and Verna left. And he's like, I don't I don't know how to tell you this, but like she's gone. Yeah. And Sean wants to know, like, are you going to go chase after her? And he says, not this time. 
So it's like, you know, now like this is going to be what they expect. Like every single time things get tough, she's going to up and leave. Like, yep. Scary. Yep. Very scary. Yeah. Um. So we're, we're at the Hunter residence and apparently Chet finds out she checked out of the motel. They all think she left. Where? Who knows where she is? Uh, she's not. He's not going to chase her. And then Frankie's back. Frankie's here. Well, yeah, Frankie's there and Herman's with and he has to return a shampoo that he stole. This is the this is the um like the storyline B that's funny that like I wish we got yeah. a little story bit more C. of. Yeah, because yeah, it's cute and it he stole their shampoo and I love Chet being like, what kind of weird thief are you? Yeah, what kind and of it, little weird thief are you? Out of I all the, the valuable things we have in this trailer, you steal the shampoo. Yeah, and he it's called G, your hair smells terrific. And I love Chet sniffing his head and he's like you used some didn't you (laughs) I am shame faced I love it um and uh and this is when Chet says that uh to to Sean oh they still have each other and his secret plans um then he says I want to let you in on the secret plans now here they are for the rest of my life I'm going to be the best father you can have I guess up until now I've been keeping it a secret Uh, that's not going to get them rich what kind of bullshit is this (laughs) And That's then, not helpful. And then they hug and Sean says, your secret's out. And we see Verna listening in and she asks if she can come in. Um, so we don't really Boo. know how this like all resolves, really. Like yeah. we, no, we I mean, maybe end we of see their, more. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love this moment from Chet and him saying, like, I don't I like that. I like that he thinks that Verna left and he still has this mentality of like, that's it. Me and yeah. you, I'm going to be here for you. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? Like, I It turns I like it that. around for Chet. Like, I think that before now, like, Chet wasn't extremely likable. But people have, like, yeah. such, like, fond memories as Chet as a character. And I think that um, we get to see, like, a better side of him in the fourth season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really, I really liked that moment beyond, like, the Verna stuff. Um, but we're back at the Matthews and Amy's just opens the door right up. Morgan runs out. Alan and Eric leave. Uh, he has a date with Cinda. Cinda. Um, it's her actual name. Uh, and Amy starts eating alone until Corey joins her and he thanks her for making breakfast. It's like yeah, that's very nice. Sweet, very sweet. So now, sweet. yeah, he eats breakfast with his mom. He's realized that he didn't appreciate her before. Very sweet. And then if that's not enough sweetness, he also organized a memorial for Brenda where all the schools, um, all the kids at the school bring in like a flower on a tray and place it on her casket to pay their respects. Um, And I thought that was very, very sweet of him. That was very sweet. But you see what I mean where this could have been a bigger storyline in like a different episode. Like I just feel like there wasn't enough. I think they could have done with just like have Corey there to run back and forth, but have more like Frankie and and Herman or something. Um, But it is still a good episode. We obviously have talked through our issues we have with Verna and all of that. But on the bright side, things are looking up for Sean, especially Sean and Chet. Their relationship is thriving now a little bit more. Um, And I really love that. I love (laughs) I can't express enough how much I love any Sean centric episodes like they really are so well done. They're always very well done. Um, and the things you wouldn't see normally in a 90s show like this. Like, especially like a 90s not. sitcom where it's supposed to be light and fluffy, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, like, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. Sean's storylines are, like, leaps and bounds better than Corey's. Um, I don't know if they didn't feel like Corey... Like, they probably thought that, like, Kid Corey or Corey is a better comedian than drama actor. 
and maybe they didn't feel like he had that like capability to go there um because i'm thinking like you know how are they going to write for these kids and you have to like know your kids in order to write for them where it's successful so it's like would ben savage be able to pull off the the sean storylines like probably not like they probably realized that writer strong is really really good as a dramatic actor and could go there because like if he was like more of like a funny kid then they would just lean him into more funny things like so um i just think it's like very interesting Mm -hmm. how they decided they probably like like you know which comes first like the storylines of the kid or the kid or the storylines yeah, I think it's I like think, at this point it's a little bit of both I, I do think yeah I think the more that they got from Ryder Strong they're like the more that they felt they could rely on him to carry those storylines and the more yeah. that they wanted to write more about Sean and kind of get more into his backstory so I really love that I really loved both of these episodes season four is so strong coming out the gate like I'm I'm already feeling like so much better about it than I was for season three. I already am feeling like, wow, this season is especially knowing what we have coming up ahead. I'm yep. like, wow, this season and is it's going not even to, we haven't even gone to like the best episode. That's what I'm saying. Yet. It's like it's going to blow the other seasons out of the water. Very I, easily, think so. I think so. I think so. Um, we'll see. Season five is also a good season. True, we get true. Angela. Yeah. Um, we I'm get, just thinking of the seasons before it. It's going to be like, yes, you know, top one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but should we get into the fashion of the hour? Yeah. So fashion hour we have our two awards the rachel green award for the most 90s outfit and the paul rudd certificate of timelessness reward my first nomination for the rachel green award for the most 90s outfit is alan now this is alan where he is at kimball's the store um playing around with like the fishing equipment and eventually getting this new career and I just felt like this was like such like a dad outfit I don't know he's wearing like a gray like crew neck t-shirt but like a brown v-neck vest or sweater it's a sweater yeah and then this like khaki jacket with like the different color and these gigantic buttons that are like the size of Saturn <laughs> um, and then these like light wash pants it's just like such like a 90s dad vibe it is it's very much like 90s going fishing vibe like or yeah. 90s like uh, camping and, dad for yeah sure. like an outdoorsy dad vibe yeah I love this I love this outfit on him I think he looks great in it I especially love this jacket very much dad vibes mm-hmm. um, I think he looks great zaddy allen to the rest rescue here um and i especially like these light wash jeans like very very 90s it's a good look on him yes yeah um next up i have amy and this is um i think it's from the second episode oh no yeah. maybe it's from, is it no it's the first first it? episode it's, yeah sorry Eh, it's fine. First we episode. We have the photos up on our social media yeah, at Shin90s Pod if you want to take a look. Yeah. So she is wearing a short sleeve ribbed mock turtleneck and a green maxi skirt with white flowers. Um, and then it's belted at the waist with a big giant 
black belt. She has a watch. Like, look at this little frock yeah. she has. Where there is a mock turtleneck, Sarah will find it uh, and yeah. always put it into the fashion know, awards. No, this emerald green color looks beautiful on her. Yes. I really love jewel tones on people. I think they're like extremely flattering to most skin tones. Yeah. And I just think they look great always. And this this is a really good outfit for her. I like the belt, even though she doesn't really need it. It just kind of adds a little bit I like of zhuzh. It. It's jazzy. It, it, yeah, it just adds a little something extra, a maxi skirt is very 90s and also very my shit i love a maxi dress Mm -hmm. um yeah i like this outfit on her i think it's just really cute yeah next up is a topanga look um freaking obsessed with this little shirt so she has like this little button up blouse that ties in the front and it's white but has these like big like flowers like on it 70s flowers. flowers almost yeah but like three three different shades of flowers um mm-hmm. and i think there's like little flowers and then she's wearing some high-waisted like light wash mom jeans and i just like i thought this was like such a cute top like a cute little outfit like what do you do you like this um yes i don't think i like it as much as you do i think it's very cute um, and I like this on Topanga. Like, I'm happy we're kind of getting out of, like, business Topanga. Like, I'm, I'm really happy we're more <laughs> yeah. casual with her now. Like, she seems to always wear very businessy clothes. Um, I like it. I think that, like, it's a, it's a cute crop. I like the little tie in the front. I think that's cute. It's kind of 70s for me. Like, I, well, here's mm. the thing. I don't think I would wear it. But I think it is very cute on her. Um, but I have to give it, and I, you'll be very pleased because I have to give it to Amy and her mock turtleneck. Oh, I just yay. think that, like, I just love this outfit on her. I think it's really cute, and I really love the color if that's what Yeah, it's so very pretty. I'm giving it to Amy. Yeah, Amy. Um, next up is the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. Um, my first nomination is Sean. Can't believe he's out of a Hawaiian shirt. It is. Who let him go out <laughs> like this? It's a special day. Um, <laughs> Uh, he is wearing a white t-shirt and some like light jeans, but then he's wearing this like gray overshirt and he's looking like snazzy. He has his like brand new spanking silver necklace on that we'll see a lot of. Um, no more puka shells for him. Like, doesn't he look like a cool guy? No, I like this look on him. I think that uh, he, I mean, this is, okay, here's the thing. This is still up his alley in that he's wearing like a white shirt, jeans, and then some type of shirt over top over shirt layers sean loves layers he loves layers but he's not wearing the black jeans that we're accustomed to um but i like this gray on him it looks really nice and i think this to me is like peak sean hair this is the length i like um so i really like this outfit on him yep uh next up we have uh eric's fishing outfit and i just felt like this is something that we can see i feel like fishing outfits are timeless like he is wearing a um like a khaki shirt and a flannel over that and over that like a like fishing utility vest um with like lots of pockets um and jeans and I, I don't know it's like it's a fishing outfit like boys go fishing and they wear shit like this it's different than what we usually see eric in and i like it like this type of vest that has a million pockets is in every show where people go fishing like apparently you need a million pockets Do people not actually own this tackle vest i feel like it's a myth i've never really? owned one my dad has never owned one we fished a lot when we were kids you have a tackle box you don't need a million pockets. And I, what, you know, yeah, I what am do you put queen. in there? 
in those pockets i don't know yeah like I mean, actual what, like you wouldn't want to put line. well you wouldn't want to put any type of lures because they have hooks on them yeah. Um, I've seen people like one of those pockets flips up and you have like extra shit in the side. I guess it might be helpful if you don't have a tackle box or something, but I don't know. It seems a bit unnecessary, but I do like this different look for Eric for sure. Mm-hmm. And my last nomination is Verna. Uh, she is wearing this like long dress that is floral and it has like this. Um, it's like a long sleeve. It has, like, an interesting neckline. I don't know. I don't know if it's timeless, but... I think it's it feels it, very 90s for me, mm-hmm. um, but I could see it coming back. I, I, think could, the, I think the silhouette's timeless. That is exactly what I was going to say. I think it's the floral that reads, like, Grandma's Couch to me, mm. which is very 90s. I yeah. think the actual cut of the dress is more timeless, um, but her hair... Definitely looks like the crispy, crunchy, curly hair. Oh no, of not the crispies! I know that I know. that shit is brittle. Um, she does have beautiful curls. I just wish she didn't douse them in gel, gel. and mousse. Yeah. Um, but I think that like the silhouette is pretty. I like this um neckline on her. I think it's very pretty. Um, the dress itself reminds me of old people's couches. Um, so on that note, I am going to give it to Sean. I, I need to reward him for not wearing a Hawaiian shirt for once. And I think he looks good here. I think this is a very simple outfit that you could see a lot of, um, a lot of places. Fair choice. Fair choice. Congratulations to Amy and Sean this week. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Uh, Jessica, what, what's coming up next for us? Oh, goodness gracious. So next week we are going to be covering, and we've been waiting a while for this. Yes. We are covering season four, episode five, Shallow Boy. So you only have one episode to watch. And way back when, if you've been a longtime listener, you know, we had a guest on who said in his contract, in his rider, that he must be on for this episode. And we don't disappoint. We don't disappoint him. And we don't disappoint you listeners. We are having Chappelle back on. And I'm very excited. Yay. It's going to be fun. Happy, happy day. Yes. So I'm very excited for this. Me too. He's excited. We know he is. So stay tuned for that. That is coming up next. Um, and we've already kind of talked through a little bit of our uh, our October content. We just or we already released Halloween Town 2. Go give that a listen. It's just Sarah and I. It's very fun. We like we while out on those podcasts for sure. Um, while out. <laughs> and then we're going to be uh, covering Interview with the Vampire with Sarah Carradine coming up. And of course, yep. all the Dawson's Creek shenanigans. Season yep. three is a freaking hot mess and a half. But yeah, go listen to it because the podcast is. is still very fun. It is. Yeah. Um, so go listen to that. Yes. Too. Catch us on Twitter and Instagram at shit90spod. Um, www.shit90spod.com. Um, check out our fashion hour on our Instagram and Twitter on Friday. And um, aside from that, you know, leave us a five star review if you feel yes. like you're in a good mood to do so. And um yeah, you can catch us next time. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. 
Just, I'm at the Jess Sterling yeah. as always. You can catch me also on Community Building with Josh Wiggler as well as uh, the Succession podcast over at Post Show Recaps that is with Grace and Josh. That is starting up soon. Check out that show if you're interested. It's a really mm-hmm. fun time. Uh, you know, it's it's a good show. It's a very good dramedy if that is your cup of tea. Oh, um, interesting. Yes, so go check um, out on HBO Max. Yeah, and also not quite sure when this is getting released, but keep your eyes open for a Wombat Water podcast that I Ooh. am on. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yep. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. How it going on, everybody? Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.